Hey, 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 how's it going out there, my mushroom lovers? Oliver Carlin here, and I'm the Mushroom Man. Today, I want to talk to you about how to grow mushrooms from spores, culture, or spawn. So the big question is this. With over 10,000 different species of mushrooms, how do people that want to benefit from their various medicinal properties accurately identify them in the wild, grow them at home, or make them taste delicious without having to read confusing medical reports and possibly eating a poisonous look-alike by mistake? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Oliver Carlin, and welcome to Curative Mushroom. All right, so, you know, if you, if you, let's just, let's take a walk right now. Let's take a walk. We're walking through the forest, and we're, we got the stream rushing alongside of us, and we hear the, the water hit, you know, running against, across the rocks, and we hear the birds chirping, and, you know, it's a cooler, warmer, a little bit humid out, and we're walking around, and we see some mushrooms on the ground underneath an oak tree and we go over the, these mushrooms and we see them they're kind of a whitish color and we lean down and we look at it and we see underneath this mushroom is all this dark spores everywhere there's spores all over the mushroom cap there's spores all underneath the plants below it and believe it or not there's spores all throughout the air there's spores all over you now i mean Believe it or not, as we walk through life, all of us are just covered in spores. If I was to meet somebody new today, I would transfer spores to them and they would transfer spores to me. Spores are everywhere. They're, micro, they're almost microscopic floating around in the air everywhere we go. And, you know, mushrooms are not the only fungi that produce spores. You know, a lot of fungi produce spores. So you're not just transferring mushroom spores. You could be transferring all different types of fungi spores. And most fungi, their purpose is to break down and decompose stuff back into the earth. They're like external stomachs from the earth. That's what fungus does, right? So now that, you know, we see the spores in there. So the question is, well, how do we grow mushrooms from spores? That's what the topic is today, right? And if we look at nature, nature just produces spores and Let's nature duke it out, right? Whatever, whatever fungi is going to win that battle, they're the ones that are going to win. And the thing about spores is, you know, two spores come together, they start to create mycelium, and then the mycelium could run into another competing fungi that's growing, and they can duke it out. And one of them's going to win, one of them's going to lose. That's, uh, that's just uh, the strong survive, the weak perish, right? That's the law of nature right and that's what happens in nature and nature doesn't really care you know whoever wins it's all designed there's a big master plan behind everything right so back to the question how do we grow mushrooms from spores so i got the question the other day well how do you do it if you go online it's very confusing right if you go online to different websites to order spores you know they can come as a spore print right and you can mail spore prints to you or if you keep looking you're going to find liquid cultures then they've got spore syringes culture syringes liquid culture syringes you know then they've got mushroom spawn then they've got grow kits um so there's a lot of different options out there 
to, to grow mushrooms. And I think in general, if you look at all these options, it can be a little confusing as to why is there so many different ways to grow mushrooms? You know, if we compare it to what, you know, what we're used to, you know, growing up when we went through science class, we learned how to grow plants, right? You just took a seed, you put it in the dirt and it grew and you watered it with sunlight. It grew. And you know, we, but mushrooms are a little bit confusing to us because it's not that simple, right? You've got all these different things going on. So at the end of the day, if we want to grow mushrooms, how do we do it? What's the best way to do it? Out of all these different options, which one's best for me? What should I choose? How do I even get started? And once I order the spore syringe, I feel like I'm ordering a science lab. Once I get all this stuff, what do I do with it? How do I actually make my mushroom grow with this? these spores? Do I just sprinkle it on some dirt and then I'm done or what? You know, what's the answer here? That's what nature does. So if we do some research and we look around and start looking at different articles and taking courses that they got out there and trying to and watching YouTube videos and, you know, we can figure this out and you can see what people are doing. And the biggest thing that we're going to see the biggest challenge, I think, is what we just addressed in the beginning, right? The, the, um, the other competing fungi. We know there's all these other spores in the air. So at the end of the day, when we talk about all these different options to grow mushrooms from spores, cultures, or spawn, and these different methods and all this stuff from doing it, um, the biggest contributing factor you're going to see for a lot of the different methods that we're using is to prevent contamination, right? At the end of the day, at the end of the day, most of growing mushrooms is about preventing contamination, preventing other competing fungi from um, inoc in, you know, colonizing your substrate. So, and now let's talk about the different ways that people are actually going to um, normally use the mushrooms, right? So if once we, so let's start with, um, let's start with spores, right? Because we're talking about spores. So. If we go online and we order some spores, they're typically going to, if we get a spore print, there's a couple options, right? We can order them online. We get a spore print, which will be like a piece of foil in a Ziploc bag. And it's got these little microscopic like dirt stuff on it that you can scrape off. Or we can create our own where we, we just cut the, we cut the, um, the cap of a mushroom off, put it gill side down on a piece of foil ourselves, cover it with a glass so the spores don't go everywhere and keep it like that for 12 to 24 hours, come back, lift up the glass, lift up the mushroom, and you'll see it left behind its spores on the foil. So you can create your own or you can buy mushroom spores online. Now, when you get these mushroom spores, right, there's, there's different things you can do. Night, most of the time what you're gonna do is you're gonna mix it with some distilled water. Now, if you wanna make a syringe, then you would just put the spores into um, some distilled water, then suck it into a syringe, suck it out, suck it into a syringe, suck it out. And that kind of mixes it up and then you've created a spore syringe. And this is your typical syringe that you would, you know, like um, doctors with the metal tip on the end with the needle, like a regular syringe. But you don't, you can use any type of syringe, but that's what we that will typically be used. So you take this syringe, and then you just have to inject it into a substrate if that's what you're trying to do. So that's a typical spore syringe. Now, if you're ordering like psilocybin mushrooms, a lot of times you'll get those in spore, um, spore prints because you can't order legally mycelium from, um, 
um, magic mushrooms because it's considered illegal. But spore, you can, it's legal to order spore prints in um, most of the states in the United States and different countries. But everywhere's different. Check out the legality of that. But if you were to, um, if you were to do that, your options would be, you know, one, you could get a spore syringe and just inject it into your rye grain substrate or <clears throat> whatever substrate you want and, and then create your grain spawn or just inoculate your manure substrate with it and it would grow. Okay, so that's one option. Now, like we said, there's a lot of risk for contamination. So a lot of people won't do it that way because they feel like it's wasting the spore print. Now, spore prints will typically last like 18 years in the refrigerator. So another option of what you can do is you scrape off some of that spore print, put it into an agar plate, and now you're controlling a small amount of spores in a, in a small agar plate or agar liquid, and you can see if there's any contamination. Now, if the thing just grows fully white mycelium on the agar plate, then you know, great, there's no contamination. I've got a really good sample of this mushroom that I want to grow. Then I can take a, a scalpel, red hot scalpel, and I'll cool it down first, and then just cut a small little sample of that mycelium agar, drop it into a bulk substrate, and then let that bulk substrate colonize with the known good, known non-contaminated agar. And the cool thing about agar plates is, you know, you can get a lot of samples out of one agar, like 10 samples out of one agar plate, and... Then when you start to run low on it, you can transfer a small sample of that agar plate to another agar plate. So you create like an endless supply of just one spore print, right? Of one little bit of spore that you use and you still got that full spore print stored away in the fridge, but you've got this like endless supply of agar plates from that little bit of spores. Now, keep in mind with agar plates, you'd want to keep track of how many times you transfer them because the more and more you transfer them, the weaker and weaker the, the, the mycelium gets and eventually could stop growing and you'd have to start fresh again at that point. But um, anyway, that's pretty much the point. And with a, with, once the mycelium is transferred to the agar, you could store that plate for three months. I've seen people store them up for up to three years. They, they won't grow in the fridge, but once you take them out of the fridge, they're good to go. So... But you could test it periodically to make sure it's still growing. They recommend like every couple months just test it to make sure it's still growing. But um, anyway, that's kind of what you can do with spores. So to recap, spore prints. We can transfer them. We can go straight into the bulk substrate, straight into our spawn, our grain rye bag, inject it on in. Or we can put it into an agar plate, just scrape a little bit in. Or into an agar liquid. Those are your options. We've talked about the advantages of each, right? Another option, now that we've talked about spores, I just want you to know what other options you have. So if you wanted to clone, now here's another thing about spores you gotta keep in mind. When you use spores to grow your mushroom, you're creating a whole new strain of that species of mushroom. Every new, every time you use spores, that two spores come together, it creates a new strain. So a lot of people use spores for experimentation to create new strains of mushrooms, okay? But if you have a strain that you like, then you can just take a sample of that mushroom and it's called cloning, okay? So let's say we have our fruiting body. 
we cut it off, and it's this time instead of putting the gill side down, we decide to cut it in half and take out a small little sample in the middle of that mushroom that's where it would not be contaminated, right, in the middle. Sterile, make sure everything's sterile. I have a whole other podcast coming out next on sterilization. But be sterile, cut a little piece of that out, drop that little piece of mushroom into an agar plate, into a agar liquid, or again, into your bulk substrate or your rye grain. And it will start to grow out. Now again, same rule applies with spore prints. If you want to limit your contamination instead of wasting entire bulk substrate, start with a little agar plate, make sure there's no contamination, and then you can transfer it as many times as you want. So that's cloning. Cloning is good. It keeps the same exact strain of mushroom. There's no surprises. Okay. Um, again, if you know, we, we talked about the magic mushrooms. If you go to, I have a link in the description of this podcast, link you to an article. And in there, you'll be able to see uh, different strain, uh, a place that'll ship spore prints for psilocybin cubensis to anywhere in the world, worldwide, anonymously. So if, you, if you're interested in that, check that out. And I also have um, different videos in this article as well on all this stuff we're talking about today, if, if you'd like to learn more about that. So now, let's move on to the liquid culture and the agar plates, okay? So let's start with a liquid culture. So a liquid culture involves mixing about 1,500 milliliters of water with one tablespoon raw honey and one teaspoon of malt, and then you sterilize it in a pressure cooker. And then, um, and that's pretty much it, really. And then um, once you have this, this liquid culture, you know you probably wanna let it sit for a few days just to make sure there's no contamination growing in it by itself. And then, um, then you just put your, like we talked about with your spores or your, so it's a pretty simple formula. Just put that stuff in there um, and you're good to go. And then later too, one, okay, so once you have your liquid culture, your agar plate, you know, you just take a sample of that and you can use that to inoculate your bulk substrates. And then if we move on to our agar plates, agar plate, the recipe for an agar recipe, right? So we're going to have for every thousand milliliters of water, you're going to add 20 grams agar powder. 20 gram barley malt extract, and then two grams of nutritional yeast. Then you're gonna sterilize in a whiskey bottle. And in the whiskey bottle, you'll put a hole in the top and, cut and stuff that hole with poly stuffing, and then cover the whole top with foil so no water gets in there. And you sterilize at 45 minutes at 15 PSI, that whiskey bottle. And then once it comes out, you're gonna let it cool down enough so that it, you, know, it's not, you can work with it. And then you're going to transfer it to your plates before it turns to solid form, right? So if you use three-quarter batch of the recipe I just told you, you can fill up 25 Petri dishes. Now, if you normally, when you order a bag, they come in 25. So um, all you need to do is just pour about 20 milliliters um, per uh, Petri dish of the liquid, just pour a little bit, little bit, little bit, little bit. But be careful as you pour, immediately put the lid back on, immediately put the lid back on. Because the longer it's exposed, you know, it's sterile, but the longer it's exposed to air, more spores can get into it. 
Also, check out my um, podcast coming for proper sterilization methods on all this stuff. And then that's pretty much it. Um, then what you want to do is wrap parafilm around the edges of the agar plates without the cultures in. And then what you want to do is let the, the plates sit for about four days at room temperature just to make sure that nothing starts to grow in them so that you know there's no contamination in there. Now these plates, you can store them in the um, fridge for about six months before you need to use them. So then that's pretty much it. You just need to put your uh, spores or your your uh, mushroom clone onto there and then or your liquid culture if you order a culture syringe online you can just squirt some liquid culture in there as well and that's pretty much it for that the last option we said was spawn so grain spawn is pretty much somebody who's already gone through all this and they've inoculated some rye grain and it's fully colonized with the with the substrate and is ready to go to be broken up and put into a bulk substrate. So that's the process, right? The process is you start with your spores, your liquid cultures, your clone, transfer it to an agar plate or a liquid culture, then you transfer to a rye grain or a popcorn grain, then once that's fully colonized, then you take that and you put it into a bigger bulk substrate, and it's normally a 10% spawn to substrate ratio size. So that's how much typical growth you're going to get. You'll get about 90% uh, larger for each one you put. And other than that, that's pretty much all we got for uh, spores, cultures, and spawn. Um, you can check out other podcasts I've done as well as articles I've written at curativemushrooms.com. And in there, we'll go into the next stage of life, like choosing your bulk substrate or creating your substrate microenvironment, inoculating the mushroom substrate, incubation periods and then fruiting your mushrooms and we cover all those in depth in other articles and podcasts and videos and stuff like that but um pretty much that's it now you should know you should have a pretty good idea on which which uh which one you should get now whether you want to go with your spores your cultures or your spawn depending on if you're trying to create your own strain or you want to go with a known good strain or if you're already magic mushrooms depending on your situation you know what to go with. And now you also know how to actually take that and make it work for you so that you can uh, get some mushrooms coming. That's the end goal, right? But other than that, um, check out the link in the description again for um, the article that goes into more depth on everything we talked about here. And if you thought this was useful, please share it. And other than that, I will be talking to you. Oh, be sure to subscribe because we got more podcasts coming your way really soon. And I will be talking to you later. Bye-bye. Curative Mushrooms has to post the standard FDA disclaimer. The statements made regarding medicinal mushrooms have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. The efficacy of these products has not been confirmed by FDA-approved research. Creative Mushrooms is not making claims intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All information presented here is not meant as a substitute for or alternative to information from healthcare practitioners. Please consult your healthcare professional about potential interactions, or other possible complications before consuming medicinal mushrooms. The Federal Food Drug 
and Cosmetic Act requires this notice. Thank you.